Gehenna Academy was originally streamed live at twitch.tv slash Gehenna Gaming. Thank you to our sponsor, Die Hard Dice, whose support has made this audio version possible. Without further ado, here is Gehenna Academy. returned with another chapter another tale another impeccable story of monster hearts i am so happy and so thrilled to be welcoming everyone back at this time uh, before we begin i do want to mention that today we are still raising funds for the trevor project uh, we smashed goals last night on Saturday Night One Shot, raising $805 out of the $500 goal. Let's see if we can uh, push that a little bit more tonight. Any uh, donation can be marked with the tag order or chaos. And the more you donate in one aspect, the more that'll go up in this episode tonight. So without further ado, let me introduce my cast, and we'll get started. Start off. I think that's my cue. Yes. <laughs> we'll leave it off for a week. It's okay. We shouldn't we <laughs> Hello, guys. My name is Serena. I am playing as Ivy, the neighbor. Last we saw her, she has been Katniss Everdeen into... Um, a skirmish against demons. So I'm going to be murdered and that's fun. All in school spirits. <laughs> Next up. Is me. Uh, hi, my name is Jordan Lee. Uh, my pronouns are he, him. And today I'm playing as I always do, Neil, the ghost whose pronouns are also he, him. Things are going great for Neil. He's traumatized, there's a dead body in front of him, and he's happening to be holding, oh wait, the dead body's uncle. Ooh. Wonderful times. Hi, I am Chantel B. Uh, I am playing uh, Melody V in love, Faye, <laughs> um, who is struggling with 
the concept of trust versus love versus vengeance because they are still in their darkest self and will likely remain so indefinitely, really. Uh, hi, y'all. I'm Alyssa. My pronouns are they, them, and I'm playing Arden the Worm, who uses any pronouns. Arden has discovered their second dead body of the campaign and is now looking a little suspicious, perhaps, to the faculty and staff. Hi, everybody. My name is Chris, and I am playing Isaac, pronouns he, him. Uh, I found some stuff out about my personal quest here, and... Uh, Found a dead body as well and decided to say, peace out, I'm going to the Fey Realm to go talk with some people. Am I going to die? It looks pretty high, but let's see. Awesome. And that leaves me. I will be your storyteller tonight, Nick Francia. Uh, we took last week off because I was enjoying the sun of another state, and I am very proud to be back. And uh, speaking of being proud, uh, today is our special Pride Edition Day uh, episode for... You know, we're in June. It's a very special month for all of us. We're rocking, rocking our merch and, you know, going along. And aptly named, uh, Chapter 6 will be named Pride. This is the beginning of the second half of the season. We have, including this, five more episodes left. So let's get started. Let's enjoy and let's get to Monster Hearts. So I think where we will start our tale for tonight. Is with Arden. Arden, Arden, Arden. Finding a second body. Well, looks like you've got yourself into it now. You know, one is just a, a horror show, but two, that's a coincidence. That's a, that's a chain. That's a regular occurrence, as it were. And you have a lot of thoughts in your head. As you uh, are kind of going along uh, to the dean's office, Dean Said, and you know what? What's your demeanor? What's what's in your head as he silently leads you over? I think that I haven't quite connected the fact that I've you know found two dead bodies and that's suspicious. Um, much more still traumatized from finding a second dead body. And anyway, I mean, the first one was the school and the second one was Isaac. Like, this isn't my fault. There's no way they would find me guilty of this. Yeah, there's definitely no way. But even in that edge of certainty, uh, there's just a little bit of hint of doubt in your mind. You know, you're young, you're foolish, you don't understand how the way it works. The, the, uh, the world works and anything is possible especially in this academy and as you step into the dean's office filled with walls and walls of books and little trinkets uh befitting of of such status as uh dean saeed i mean he is a dragon powerful one at that that's from what you've heard and if this office is a reflection of anything, it's of his hoard for sure. He beckons for you to sit down in front of the desk. Yeah. 
I'll go along with it for now. Arden, as you can understand, this is a uh, this is a very serious matter. We were supposed to have two weeks. What's happening? Why does this keep happening? I thought you guys were going to find something. I don't think this is the work of a fae, if that's what you're inferring. I think this is something much more. I understand how you might be feeling right now. And it's terrifying. But when I said that I would make sure that you were alright, I meant it. Arden, did you not find it odd that when you started exhibiting your potential that you were invited here? What? That's what this school is for? What do you mean, odd? You weren't involved in any incidents. You weren't flipping up anywhere. I mean, the letter from the school came the day after. Did you not ever think why? Or how we found you? I... I guess I didn't really think about it then no. what are you saying he kind of turns his back and he uh reaches up on the shelf pulling down um a, like looks like a snow globe and the snow globe reveal it it's kind of like this like painted miniature set of uh this huge hoard of treasure and it's kind of like eternally just kind of snowing in there uh the snow has been painted gold and just everything's sparkling it's really high made quality Arden, you're a worm. Have you ever thought about what that means to you? What that means to your family? Did you ever know where they got that bloodline from? I... No, I mean, it's not... We never knew, really. My parents never said anything about it. You see, worms are not considered true dragons, per se. Uh, they are subsets, they are wormlings, they are seen as servants of dragons in the old stories. But that is not to downplay the existence of worms, or their power, or everything in between. In fact, I would say that a worm is just as strong as, if not containing more potential than a dragon. But you see, the only way for a wormling and a bloodlines of worm to be created, well, that's for the bloodline to cross a very particular powerful dragon. So what are you saying that you made me is that is that what this is i'm saying that hundreds and hundreds of years ago before this academy was even a blip in my mind before it was thought 
before I met the likes of people that I am now, and before I evolved into the person I am, I was a fearsome creature. I was a proud creature. I was a creature with an immense horde. A horde that a certain family of thieves stepped upon and attempted to rob me. And as the balances of justice and the cards of fate would deem, that family would become cursed to become the very thing that they tried to steal from. And so the line of worms is born. Sure, it skips a few generations. Sometimes it doesn't even produce on a bloodline at all. But Arden, the reason you're here, the reason I've always been looking after you and always had my eye on you, it's because you are one of those descendants. Arden is hugging himself, um, hands gripping into their arms, and you can see the sort of worm claws digging into their flesh, and they're starting to bleed. Um. <laughs> the transformation so, has already begun, has it not? Look at you. Tra- <laughs> Begun, how much further is it going to go? As far as you're not, can. <laughs> you learn to control it, Arden. Arden, you could be un- and under my tutelage. I can teach you, you can be whatever you'd want to be. You can control, you can look any way you want. And uh, as he does so, he kind of raises his arm. And for a second, you see the embers kind of drip off his skin, uh, revealing a gnarled kind of gold scales and clawed hand that looks uh, splendor as it shines and reflects the many lights in this room. Learn from you. Why would I want to learn from you? You can't even... This place is supposed to be part of your horde too, isn't it? And you can't even keep that safe. I at least. Do they cut themselves off? While yes, I care about the children and the students and the academy standing as a safe home. But in reality, my concerns for you outweigh them. You are one of my lineage, one of my bloodline. In fact, when I take the eternal sleep one day, you will be all that is left, part of all that is left. I've waited days, years, millennia. I've looked for your ancestors before. And some of them accepted my help, and some of them didn't. But in truth, you're more part of my horde than anyone else here. Uh, 
then those who are mine, they should be part of your horde too. Can you protect them? I'll accept your tutelage if you'll protect them too. Of course. If you accept my tutelage, become my prodigy. Become the full splendor that you were meant to be. I will teach you to break bones with a mere flex of your hand, to breathe fire at will, to fly amongst the highest of skies. You're not like any of the other creatures here, any of the other anomalies, because you are stronger than them. You are greater than them, and your existence is rated higher than them. I've seen the way you look at people. You understand it too. They're beneath you, Arden. They're mere currencies, collectibles. Most of them. But that's... It's not everyone. Some of them are still special. Some of them are still deserving for all that they refuse to acknowledge it, maybe, but if refuse to accept any protection or help. You've been slighted by one of them? Ivy. They've made you hurt. How dare someone deny you? Does a Tell me, does a lion look at a sheep and accept its opinion? Or does it merely do what it pleases? Does man not look at a roach or a rat and consider its feelings? You're right. I was, I was too gentle with her before. I have but one task for you. Clean this mess up. Help me find who amongst the students is doing this. As your powers as the worm begins to grow, I will teach you things. I will tell you everything you need to know. Your destiny, like it or not, is intertwined with mine. And to see you in full splendor above them is a personal achievement. Do you understand? Splendor. Yeah, I accept. Uh, and he sits down and uh, kind of reaches into his desk uh, and kind of ruffles around pulling out a uh, pendant like one you would just wear around your neck and kind of pushes it towards you. 
what's this? What's this for? This should help contain your transformation for the time being. It won't stop it or halt it, but it won't be apparent to anyone else's eye. You can look normal for the time being, if that's what you wish. What if that's not what I wish? Then you show yourself off in your greatness. Do not be afraid of who you are. Revel in it. And if they fear you, good. You're needed to be feared. Just another step in the rung of success. Another step to respect. They should fear me. And Arden puts the pendant back on the desk. I'll tell, if anyone asks you, we talked about the situation and I found you lacking of any unnecessary information that I had to keep you longer. I please ask that you keep this to yourself until we can break the news to the students. We must allow Skirners to continue today. We need the students to have one good memory before this hell continues. There was... Did you see the portal? There was Isaac. There was a portal. Isaac went through it. We were well aware. Of Mr. Fernandez's actions. I'm afraid that the only one that could help him there is himself. Although, if you really wanted to help him, you could go after him. Although I dare say you have care for that boy. There are much more important things here than Isaac running off to do whatever it is he wants to do. I'm just concerned about the impact of that on mine. People get lost in the fair realm all the time. If Isaac is truly as great as he thinks he is, then he should be able to find his way back just fine. If he is a threat, if we find out that he's a threat and he still finds his way back, you do people get lost. You do what is needed. I'm just... Understood. Good. Enjoy the skirmish. Arden will nod and uh, walk out of the room. You kind of see uh, the last like sight you see is the dean uh, leaning in his chair and examining 
the snow globe before putting it down and kind of ushering you out with a hand motion. And we kind of switch scenes for just a second. Melody, what is your current trajectory? Headed directly to Victoria. Okay. With a book in arm, uh, a key to the Fey Realm in my pocket, and all of the addictiveness of Fey Blood. Let's go. Uh, yeah, so, uh, Victoria is in the, is, um, she's kind of, like, everyone's kind of leaving their dorms at this time, getting ready to go see the skirmish, now that the kind of, like, official team picket, like, the team opening ceremonies have been done, uh, and she's walking, she's flanked by, uh, Nikki and, uh, talking to Yanni at this time as well. I wondered if you, if I could speak with you for a moment. Uh, she kind of raises an eyebrow at you and looks, why, of course, Melody. I mean, can you speak amongst my friends? What do you want with Feyblood? And, like, Yanni kind of looks over and is like, I'm gonna go for a bit. And uh, Nikki kind of shoes her away. And uh, Victoria kind of, like, crosses her arms. Well, that's a uh, an accusation if I've heard one. Is it? Are you implying something, Melody? I'm asking. I may have one point been interested in the alchemical properties of Feyblood. And now? Well, seeming, or seeing I should say, as my contact on that matter has been an unfortunate end quite tragically really it seems I'm going to have to cease on that investigation and that exploratory journey but don't worry I lived for many years I'll get over it what did you need it for? there are other properties that make fey blood uh well sought after on the one hand it's quite addictive and can cause euphoria and almost a rush on the other hand being the magical property of the fey itself uh, one can strengthen their inherent power as it were by using the blood of the fey albeit temporarily And so, you were planning on what? From 
Yoni. Yoni showed interest and wanting to make a deal of some sort. Bottle and sell his blood for monetary value. It would have been gone for a high price. I know, you know we had interested people that were looking to sell it, and who? Oh, Mr. Yang, of course. Lucas. I'm sure if his uncle found out, though, it would have been quite the surprise. But, well, an addict is addicted to everything, they say. You just have to get them hooked first. And I... how did you... Hmm? And how did you get them hooked? Free samples, of course. You only would pass out droplets, give people minor rushes, and that's really all it needed to be. would have worked too and then well your little boy toy backed out of it said it didn't sit right with him got a conscience pathetic really or maybe he just saw the writing on the wall Either way, whatever you think, know this, that when Yoni died, I lost my biggest payday that I was ever going to receive. Who from? From all the sales we would make. We're supernatural creatures. We're monsters. We don't just sit here and we, when we do drugs, we do drugs hard. We don't sit here and we don't smoke weed, we don't do cocaine, we don't shoot up heroin. We ingest dream grass, we drink blood. We lick the scales of olden creatures that have existed long before this time. This world even was. Seriously, darling, it's all about the theatrics in the, our world. I'm sure you know that. So you didn't kill him. Now, that has been the truth I have been trying to say from the very beginning. And yet people think just because I have a bitchy demeanor means that I'm capable of murdering someone. Yes, I'm capable of hurting and I'm capable of intimidating. But I don't murder people willy-nilly, not especially those who are in agreement with me. You see, Yoni was much more... He knew much more about this world than he let on. And he knew much more about people than he let on. And some people fell for that innocent act and thought he was pure as gold, you know? Jay did. But in reality, Yoni was just as dark as the rest of them. If not, even darker. A true mastermind. Honestly, it's sad to see a fire... Like theirs, snuffed out. But to be honest, who knows what would have happened if he stayed around. I 
think you're under the assumption that Yoni is the hero in this story. But in reality, we're all just villains. How does that truth sit with you? Uh, I would like to lash out physically. Okay. Because <laughs> that, that doesn't sit well, funnily enough. <laughs> yeah, go ahead and roll 2d6 plus volatile. Oh, yeah. Pride die. Yeah, Victoria's got the whole uh, Gaslight Gatekeep Girl Boss energy going on. I have a minus one on that, so that's a six. <laughs> Ooh. So, uh, explain your narrative. So, what do you try to do to Victoria? Uh, she tries to reach out and slap. And as you go to reach out and slap, Victoria actually doesn't move. Rather, it's a Nikki. Uh, who grabs your hand midair and in one fell kind of swoop she bites into your arm you can feel two dagger like fangs uh, pierce into them and uh, you can put one arm on her sheet almost like a protective nip and she spits it out letting the blood hang on her tongue for a second before spitting it to the floor as well. And Victoria kind of looks up and down at Nikki and uh, shrugs and goes, oh, Darling, that was a waste right there. And you, she turns to look at you. Don't get the idea in your head that we're equals. We're really fucking not. We'll see. I guess we will indeed. Oh, and if you do see Mercutio, well, tell him when he's done prancing around with the prey to come back to what he truly is. A predator. Bye. She does leave. And she's headed back to Mercutio. Okay, you're heading back to the locker room? Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, yeah, and I think this is a good time. We're going to go to... Uh, uh, yeah, we're going to go to Neil, see what Neil's up to. Don't worry, Isaac. I'm, I keep looking at you, but I, I just feel like we need to save. We need to build some tension. Well, I'm holding Professor Yang, mm -hmm. and I'm staring at Lucas Yang. It's pretty damn horrifying. I think Neil is trying to be comforting, and I think part of him is, because he is a comforting person. But 
it's almost like even though he doesn't really need to breathe, he is hyperventilating. Mm -hmm. Because this keeps getting worse and worse. And none of these murders seem to have a pattern. And someone's just wantonly killing, what, for the hell of it? He keeps jumping down these treads of thought and it gets, it's snowballing into something pretty terrifying to the point where he's clutching Professor Yang as hardly as I think Professor Yang is probably clutching him back. I think I need to keep my cool. I think that's perfect. Yeah, go ahead. Let's do that. That is an eight. Uh, and with the fact I have plus two to cool, cold, I center. Thank God. Uh, <laughs> you can ask any questions as well. <clears throat> any question? Sure. Who did this? As you're looking, um, some some thought as you're kind of examining the crime scene, the first time you've really been able to do this, uh, you start to think to yourself, you know, who possibly can do such a thing? At first, you're like, well, they would need to be strong to put to put them up in that situation, but the manner of execution is so supernatural that it it would have to be some sort of magic user or someone in connection with nature as well or as well uh you're not aware of any druids around here and while a fey could probably do that it would this would be so counteractive of them and the only other fey you know is melody and you really can't see melody being the murderer it's almost ritualistic in a way so the person that's doing this you're like well they have to have tact of some sort like, dare you even say style? It's not just a random killing. It's it's much more than that. It feels like art almost. Uh, Professor Yang, we, we should go. You do notice, though, uh, as you're kind of starting to leave, that there's something at the body's feet. I turn Dr. Yang away, um, and I kind of, like, nudge him towards the door and quickly, like, pull the thing towards me with my foot and grab it. Um, it looks to be an envelope of some sort. Yeah, I slipped that in the back of my trousers and uh, it's it's not your fault and we'll find out who's responsible and we'll get them for this. He honestly doesn't say anything. He just, uh, the other teacher that's there takes him aside and, um, you know, they quickly tell you, like, you need to get out of here. It's not a scene for a student. I've seen much worse. I want to gaze into the abyss. I want to know 
I want to know when all is said and done, how will uh, Professor Yang, how will soon cope? Successfully or not? Does, does anyone truly successfully cope? Do this, you know, I. it'll take some time, you know. Mm -hmm. Will he ever get over it? Probably not. Will he move on? Probably so. I want firmer answers than that. I'm genuinely scared. Uh, I'd like to gaze into the abyss. Well, with awesome. the dark. Go ahead. You ever have that moment where you're like, I hope I fail. It would be interesting. And then the dice say, no, fuck you. You get a nine. <laughs> ever have that moment? Anyway, succeeded. Um, <laughs> okay. So the abyss is going to show you confusing and alarming visions. And I'm going to elect that to take that in a different way. Mm -hmm. Because your your question is how is you know how is he going to cope how is this going to end for everyone, uh, essentially, and you feel yourself brushing against the door and when you do, uh, you can hear a voice in your head almost like, echoing out from another world. Isaac, what's your th the, your thought process, as you're being tossed down a proverbial water slide of colors and colors and kaleidoscopes. And beautiful woodland music. What's going through your head? Uh, since I am traumatized, uh, primarily, I am getting just flashbacks of my time in the woods with Amy. I'm kind of, because the way the body was kind of hurt and sort of messed up, it's sort of that same way that I messed with people in Hellfield that night. So I'm kind of getting those really focusing on that right now but i'm also trying to pay attention to where i'm going and you can almost hear and get the idea that someone's watching you or someone's listening in uh but you really can't stop your thoughts as neil you kind of get this intrusive look into isaac's mind for a second uh you can see what he's thinking. You can feel what he feels. Uh, so much so that I'm going to give you a string on Isaac. Well, in that case, it was worth it. <laughs> and, um, Neil, how do you feel when you see all this? I think back to all the things that Isaac has said and done. I think back to what he said to Samir. How that man chooses to behave time and time again. And whatever I can do, I push back hard. I think I think whatever this connection is it needs to end because Isaac doesn't deserve to be connected to me
Isaac, you can kind of feel, you can feel that vitriol. You can feel that hatred uh, kind of affecting your, you know, you're traumatized, but this, this water slide of like heavenly music and colors is kind of nice. Um, but Neil's thoughts, Neil's feelings are almost like an invasive parasite that leeches off it. And it causes you such sorrow that someone could be so disgusted by you. What are Isaac's true feelings as you come to terms with this? His feelings that of his hatred towards me? Of just of just someone hating you so much like that, you're not sure if it's Neil or not. You know you don't know it's Neil, but you know it's someone. You like the idea that like everyone's hating you. It it feels normal. Ever since my thing happened, that's all I've ever gotten. So I don't really flinch at it. No crawlings of guilt, just disacceptance of what it is. Yep. You must welcome the cold. It feels more familiar to you than the happiness. And, uh, Neil, as you kind of leave that bathroom, uh, you think that even though the connection might be severing, it might fade away. There probably always will be some sort of spark there. Some sort of way back. And I guess the question I would pose to you is, in your in your heart of hearts, in your truth, do you feel that like someone like Isaac can be saved? If worth saving at all. Those are two different questions. And I'll say this. Can Isaac be saved? Yes. No one path redemption. Does Isaac deserve to be saved? No. What will it take? He'll have to ask for it. Okay. And I think for there, we're going to... Uh, continue for just a second with Isaac. As you land from your water slide of colors and emotions, and you drop into uh, what looks to be a forest, but it is a ancient forest of roots that are uh, twisted in, in geometric patterns with colors that you've never seen before, uh, with rainbow hues and falling leaves and just this cacophonous noise of just of something but it's, it just it sounds beautiful everything's vibrant here everything's overloaded much to the point when you take a step uh, you feel slightly dizzy and vertigo you're not to use you're not used to this intensity I gotta take a second to just breathe, just on the side. Yes. Breathe just on the side. And as you kind of do so, 
in the bushes you see um you see uh like little eyes uh staring at you from the various bushes and stuff you hear whispers and you see shadows kind of darting all around you um and in front of you there is only one path through the forest this uh road contained and covered in mushrooms Gonna take a deep breath. Let's do this. And just walk down the path. And as you uh, walk down the path, uh, taking each step, considering what it will do, uh, you feel your kind of your mind and your body and your soul kind of fading away each time. Uh, you do so you feel more disconnected every step you take closer and farther into this realm and the path doesn't just go straight into the forest it actually starts to elevate a bit uh, going up rising rising through the uh, eternally tall trees I kind of scream out, out loud, just kind of go, Nightmare Fae! <laughs> and as you uh, scream out, uh, you kind of turn around and you see that there's a little, like, table that's spawned on the path, like, like some vintage Victorian era style table, like a little nightstand, and there's a little bottle on it, or not a little bottle, there's a, a mushroom that's on it with a little tag attached. That says, eat me. Question mark. Is there anybody around me? Or did it just kind of... You're not sure. You don't see... Other than the various bits of eyes staring at you. That's really it. Fuck it. I'm gonna eat it. Um, as you pop in your mouth, it tastes like a chocolate marshmallow, uh, like almost like gummy coffee beans and, uh, Ooh, and pork, nice pork loin. Wait, that's, that's really odd. It tastes of so many good flavors, but like all together, those flavors don't really taste that great. So you kind of have to slowly grind it into your mouth and eat. Your mushrooms are disgusting, but this is this is on a whole nother world. Whole nother level, I should say. And as you do so, the um, mushrooms start to take effect immediately as uh, you begin to s slowly hover off the ground. Huh, you know, wasn't expecting that. Is it kind of just... Can I control myself, or is it just hovering? No, and, and, and like, you're hovering, and you keep hovering up, and you hover another five feet, and then another, and then another, and another. And eventually, uh, you start to lose the path completely. And as you do, you start to hear 
uh, sweet music as you kind of descend up and up into the trees. And everything goes dark for a second before you kind of see that darkness and you see light start to break through. And you're not sure what it is and why it's happening, uh, but you trust it. Isaac, is your greatest wish to meet one of the Fae right now? Somewhat of importance power? Yeah. Awesome. We can do help with that. And as you break through the tree line, uh, you see on top of the forest, in this ever-expansive sky, there are just floating mushrooms and islands of just, like, made of flowers. Like, giant flowers with their petals in bloom. Um, and sitting, kind of as you drift closer to this one kind of island of flowers, uh, you see something of this, of this manner as you see, um, it looks to be a man. You're not sure, though, if it's, if they're even human or not, as you see this, this figure, um, slender and slender but tall. Uh, kind of patched skins of alabaster uh, of like alabaster whiteness but also of uh, darker varieties kind of as like almost like spotted um, and this like long kind of blonde hair that descends down uh, all the way to their butt they're also naked uh, covered in just very convenient looking vines and flowers and leaves and they're playing a guitar as you kind of float closer and closer to them uh, honestly kind of feels like they're 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 playing of the guitar kind of gives you like a Jimi hendrix vibe uh they're playing it's very funky and they just kind of wave you over walk over float over depending on uh so yeah as you kind of like and you chose chaos great this is perfect um as as you kind of like get back uh into you know you get closer uh to this person isaac uh they look at you and they kind of just like well hello there little traveler Lost lamb, come by. Haven't had one of your kind here in a while. Thanks for eating the mushrooms, though. Trust the process. That's real good. Yeah, the process. Uh, who are you exactly? Oh, I mean, who are any of us, really? That's kind of like a toughie, that for sure. I mean, uh, well, shit, let me see. In, in my, my real name would be, and as he, as this person, as he speaks, uh, it's like a garble of nonsense and like electronic noises and words and like random animal noises that you're like, how is this coming out of this, this person? It's like, this is, no, this doesn't make sense at all. And then. He, he, he looks at you and goes, okay, yeah, but that's a little bit tough. Uh, you can call me Melchior. Uh, 
Melchior? Yeah, or Mel for short. I think Mel would be better. Awesome. And what can I call you, little dude? Isaac. Little Prince? Isaac Hernandez. Oh, Isaac. Well, I'm going to call you Little Prince. Is that all right? You seem like a prince type to me. Ex-royalty, but that's a long story. There we go. Little Prince it is. All right. All right. Come up on board. And he kind of like ushers forward. You only got a certain amount of time on those mushroom trips, so we're going we're gonna to make this snappy. All right. I'm going to punch your ticket right here. And he kind of snaps his fingers and like a little like train ticket pops up with like just like random like runic language and then he kind of you know punches it in snaps again and disappears so uh, i will be your you know answering to this magical fey quest this magical dreamscape trip that you've taken and you wandered to my realm uh what can i do you for what's your what's your request what are you looking for well, uh, there was two things, but I don't exactly have the second thing on me. But primarily, I wanted to speak to what you call the Nightmare Fae. Oh, no. Nightmare Fae are bad dudes. Can't do that. Can't do that at all. They'll uh, rip out your intestines and hang you up and turn you into a pin cushion before reincarnating you as a pig that's turned into bacon. Well, primarily turned into bacon? No, I if... don't... Uh... It's not good. It's not delicious. It's not anything, really. No, no, no. You'd much rather want to talk to me, you know? It's not every day your god becomes is, a, is the high king. Yeah. But uh, I, I needed to talk to them. It was particularly around the uh, late prince's death. Uh, Yoni. Oh, Yoni. Oh, yeah. Damn. Yeah, it sucks that ha that happened. Uh, you know, he was he was my boy. And I don't mean that as, like, uh, a euphemism for my friend or something. Like, he was actually my boy. Uh, my You're son. You're dead? Uh, my, my little, my little failing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I told him. I, I, I told him. I said, yo, Yoni, you don't want to go out there. You want to enjoy and run and run the politics here, you know? So I don't have to run the politics. You know, I'm what you call a little bit of a free sovereign right here. I'm not the most intricate of fae lords, but... Yeah, he went ahead and did it. He had a little more ambition. I blame that on their mother. Uh, yeah, your son had ambition, all right. He wasn't exactly doing illegal things. Oh, what's illegal? No such thing as legal. Especially to a fae, we don't have... We have, like, a hundred different laws. But mainly it's just how we talk and what we say. There's not really any true laws. Your laws don't apply to us. Diplomatic community and whatnot. Didn't you see that... Lethal weapon? No. Well, it's on two. my list. It's on your list? Cool. You should bring that with you next time. Really like a movie partner. I got this big screen TV. And he and uh, he turns around and the sky lits up with like just random channels and television programs. Yeah, yeah. See, it's great. I got a really good entertainment system here. I play my music. Um, you want some dream? You want Dreamgrass, man? You no, I I'm, I'm good. I mean, yeah, but I, I smoke like mortal stuff i don't exactly do the first oh thing. that's the basic bitch shit don't worry about it i i got you nah nah but man just we'll keep it we'll keep it simpatico we're good we're good we're good tell me what, what's uh you do anything fun what, what's what's fun in the favorite what's fun in your human realm uh i'm not really the kind of party guy i mean what you're such a little prince how do you expect to rule a kingdom if your subjects don't like you 
well, it's a metaphorical kind of thing, not no an actual metaphors. Literal. I'm gonna say we are the metaphor. We're, we're, and what is the meta even for? <laughs> come on, give me that book you've been hiding. Come on, come on. I, I know you want to read what I it is. I know, but I don't have it. I gave it a like, melody. And he like clumps his fingers and the book appears in his hand. Yeah, well, Melody doesn't have any more, does she? Uh, uh, okay, that is... That Melody, is if you're checking yourself right now, there's just a paper that says IOU on it. Melody <laughs> just... Like... Come on, come on! And he like, opens the spin. He's like, yeah, yeah, what do you need? What what spell? What page? Uh, Pit of Cain. Oh, you know you don't want to learn how to turn someone to uh, turn someone to a dragon. Okay, you don't want that spell. I'll go ahead and pit a cane, pit a cane, pit a cane. Uh, summon a hellhound. Uh, exercise a ghost. Uh, find out a person's true supernatural meaning. Um, how to banish demons. Oh no, pit of cane. There was a lot in this book, dude. Yeah, it's a lot in this book. Yeah, and you see, there's one here. It's like how to close a fey portal. Uh, how to kill a fey person. All that. How to gravely in injured a swamp rat. Honestly, one of my favorites. Oh, how to cook the best key lime pie. Ooh, we should go to this one later. And he kind of rips the page out and kind of tucks it in his, uh, his shirt. I'll save that one for later. He comes out. All right, Pitikane. Pitikane, what do you need? I figured out the components, but there was one part I was missing at the bottom. Oh, yeah. where well, you got to do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right here. Location, location. You know, location's really everything. You know. Yeah, if the ritual's not done in a certain place, it'll bum 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 fail. And that'll suck for you. Suck how? Well, because if the ritual fails, then the person you're bringing back isn't really going to be, like, something worth bringing back, let me tell you. Well, like, what do you mean specifically? Do you ever see, you ever see a botched resurrection? No. Holy shit, it's wild. Like what, like Exorcist Wild? Like on the walls turning I mean, heads? I mean, the resurrected will probably eat your soul. Oh, Jump geez. in your skin and eat you from inside out. Look, man. What, what are you trying to resurrect? Got it. Ooh. Past love? Yes. Yeah, beautiful. I love it. Tales old as time. You know, they, they a lot of people have done that. Orpheus tried to do that. I told him. I said, don't you look back. Guess what they, that motherfucker did? Who's Orpheus? You don't know Orpheus? Ooh, that's a tale. Don't be like Icarus. Fly too close to some. Why am I saying Greek mythology? I'm not that type of fae. I'm more like the in, the uh, the English fae. You know, the, the, the United Kingdom, Scandinavian kind of... Whatever. Okay. All you gotta know is that you gotta do this at a place where the immortal realm is real connected to death. It's gotta be like something heavy. I'm not talking about a graveyard. I'm not talking about a place like, you know, a, 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 you know, a mortuary. I'm talking about a place where like some sort of horrific death happened. And like, usually the things are marked, like sometimes they're dead. Uh, sometimes nothing grows there. Sometimes they're marked with a sigil. So what do you got there? You got any like spooky dead trees on campus? You got any like holes that go on forever? Uh, oh, it's we... raining. We had a we had a church. Uh, there was a creepy cave that I saw before. Nah. Uh, that I 
How dead are we talking? A like creepy cave. What do you mean a creepy cave? What's that? It was it was a place I saw I kind of work out so I was running this one way and then I saw some Ooh. cave with some glyphs on it. What were the glyphs? You remember them? He like produced the pen of paper. Draw them, draw them for me, little dude. Little prince. I kind of I do to my best of my ability. I'm not gonna lie, this is this is a pretty shit drawing. I'm not an artist for Christ Yeah, sakes. yeah, you're definitely not. Okay, little dude, let me, let me see what's going on here. Little Prince. You are a prince, right? You call me Big King, I'll call you Little Prince. Okay, Big King. Yeah, that's what I like to hear. I just call me Mel. It's uh, honestly the king sort of a... Yeah, yeah, it wasn't working. All right, all right, all right. So, ooh, ooh, what is this? Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, yeah, that's an arcane prison. Sorry, what? It's an arcane prison. Don't go poking your head in there. What do you mean by arcane prison? What is it? What it like? I like mean, this, it's money a, there? It's a magical prison. There's probably some people there that are bad stuff, or they probably did some bad stuff, or maybe they're prisoners of war. I don't know. I don't know how your school operates. Go talk to the staff. Is uh, is there a way to unlock this? prison i don't know you got spells find yourself a code breaker a particular magic i i i know somebody i mean a fae might be able to do it they're just inherent we we just inherently fuck with shit whenever we touch it Ooh, you could probably get like someone ancient you're like a dragon you don't need dragons yeah. Dude, dragons are so hard to put spells on so naturally, um, naturally, like enchantments and shit, they just rot around them. Yeah, they're they're assholes. I I know one. Nah, I knew some cool dragons. Real nice stuff. Can't complain. What what do you gotta be like? What okay? Why 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 you gotta be calling everyone asshole? Look, you have such a negative attitude, uh, little prince, and you could be so much better. Look at you. I think you're likable. You just gotta try to be. We're having a good conversation now, right? I'm being respectful. That's not something teenagers get. Oh, come on. Alright, leave your edgelord looking ass at the door for me, please, little prince. I need you to stop listening to the same MCR album every day. I need you to stop reading, you know, your 30, your 72 divided by 6 laws of power. You gotta turn off the Jordan Peterson and you gotta smell the roses. I don't know if you actually understand what my life is, but since I'm just saying what, you, hell. what happens if your love comes back and you're suddenly just a different person because you can let all this grief fill you. You don't need a spell, man. You need. You know, tell me I'm wrong. Look at me and tell me I'm wrong right in the eye. Come on. I got all not the answers wrong. Th not. That's not necessarily the way you go about saying it. It's insensitive. I know, but like, look at the people around you. You got such bad aura, my dude. You're really just hurting yourself and you're hurting others. Come on. Search your feelings. You know it to be true. You know where that's from? No. Star Wars. Such a good movie. I left the Fey Realm to go see that. You know what? I did that. It was good stuff. I also left the Fey Realm to go listen to some famous poets once. Dark Ages. Never doing that again. 
You chose the Dark Ages. That was a pretty shitty No, no, time. I caused the Dark Ages. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Look, I it wasn't really just my not. fault. There's 17 of us, high kings and lords. It just happens. But yeah. So you want to, you want, so, all right. You got to find a place of heavy death. That's where you're going to do the ritual. If you don't do the ritual correctly, it's just going to fuck up. And you're going to bring back something you don't want to bring up. Is that it? I mean, do you know any places of heavy death where something horrible has happened? Uh, I would have to go looking on the internet. I mean, like, that... deaths that'll leave behind something like revenants and, like, ghosts. You know any ghosts? Someone that drive tragically? No, but I can see. I mean, it's a town. Somebody had to die at least, like, oh, what? Yeah, one but they got to die, like, really bad. They need to have been, like, killed by their town. Like, maybe burned to death. Uh, maybe, like, died of an invasive allergic reaction. That's pretty bad. Like, it needs to be horrific. Like, no no open casket shit. And I have to find the person or the place that they You died. need to find the place. It'll be connected. I'm telling you, if you see some spooky rotting trees or, like, some hole that goes on forever, uh, and probably stay away from that cave, that arcane prison is not good. It's not good juju. Do you have any idea why they would have a prison next to a school I don't like know. That? Why don't you talk to your school? You got a dean, right? Yeah, but they don't, they, they, they don't, haven't done anything about Yoni's death. The students have been the ones freaking solving the goddamn murder. Look, people live, people die. I'm sad that my, my little failing died, but you know, whatever. They'll come back in the whole grand scheme of things one day, reincarnated in the great list of Fae. We etched ourselves on the, on the tree of Yggdrasil and we reborn ourselves once again. It's all right. We all go through that. And look. Okay, I knew this I knew this dude once. His name was Lysander. Big boss Fay. And let me tell you that like the only thing I saw him seal was this big big man pajama of a monster. Uh, known as Echidna. Crazy stuff. Don't ever want to trust with something like that. But I'm saying if you're using an arcane prison, it's probably for a very good reason so just forget about it all right maybe make yourself some key lime pie instead all right we well, got about like one minute before this this whole trip ends and uh i gotta watch some skirmish oh god you too yeah it's so cool i love to see all these mortals trying to fight these demons it's legit they got this like one girl on the team i'm really rooting for her but she looks like she's gonna get squashed on impact I wouldn't put it past her. She may act innocent, but there's something in there, yeah, buddy. Yeah, it, it did. And you know what? It sucks. She's not even supposed to be there. What do you mean? I mean, they bamboozled her. You say, oh, I, I volunteered by wearing the jacket. Meanwhile, that poor girl, that jacket she took, she's been sitting in the hospital, like, and, you know, barely, like, functioning for the past couple of days. She didn't say any of that shit. She didn't do any of that. Whoa, wait, back it up, back it up, back it up. Hannah didn't say anything about the jacket? Probably not. I don't see how they would. So then who gave her the jacket? Now ain't that the million dollar question. Honestly, seems like you got yourself a little bit of a mystery on you. And plus, you got about a couple days left before the Nightmare Fae overflow and take all your asses. But don't worry, if they take you, I'll just tell them to drop you off here. I could use a buddy. Comforting, I guess. Yeah, but... you can chill with me for eternity, little prince. I'll make sure they uh, don't 
don't take my land, though. It's not theirs to conquer. All right. Well, then you better uh, meet up with, you know, and it's going to take all of you. It's the idea. It's unity. One person ain't going to find someone that can kill a fan. That's pretty hard to kill. You know yeah, that's the problem. Liar? We all hate each other. So. Why do you hate each other? Because we all have our individual, you know. Yeah, you're person. all individually messed up. But, like, the thing is, if you stop putting up these walls and instead trying to and make and open doors, you probably understand that you're all can give something, provide for one another. Maybe I'm talking to the wrong one. Maybe this is, maybe this is something for the for the, the girl in the skirmish or the or or the wormling. I don't no, know. They don't have the vision. See that right there. You might have the vision, but you will have any of the. You have too much pride. You're not going to swallow it and try to establish what needs to be done. You'll be surprised. All right. Well, like I said, we're about done here. Your mushroom trip is ending. And now uh, you go back to the Fey Realm. So, uh... Can I get oh. back home? Ooh, you want to get back home? Might as well. Okay, okay. Here. I need to... Uh, we got to make a deal then. Little Prince. Alright. I knew this was coming. Now... I need you to bring someone to me. Poop tell. Oh. Please don't make it difficult. Damn, the light just came on. Awesome. Light bulb on my head. You know what that means. Alright. That means you have to go bring back... There's one of these students there that has evaded me and he starts like fading out for far too long. Bring her ass back. She owes me so much already for what I had to do. Who? You'll know her. She's just, she's got like uh, a mean streak a mile wide. I don't know. She looks like, I think her name's Victoria or something. Oh, Father, I love her. And then you're, uh, you're back in your room. That was the worst trip I've ever taken. And as you look for the book that you had, uh, you see there's another IOU. And uh, Melody, you have the book back. Uh, we're going to go to Ivy. Ivy, how are you feeling? Um... Nervous, but emboldened. It's just, uh, why am I doing this? Yeah, yeah, why but, are you doing this? That's such a good question, but... When you haven't really, really I already feel there. like an outsider of the school, but now I'm joining in. Maybe by joining in, I'll feel the school spirits or something. I can't let that stupid asshole guy talk shit about women. Hana worked so hard for her spot on this team, and... <sighs> I mean, if you wanted to talk to the school spirit, I mean, you just kneel somewhere in the crowd. But, uh, kind of with your determination, you all begin lining up. Um, uh, you know, it's, you know, lined up, like, kind of across, and they're starting to lead you out to the field. Uh, and funny enough, you see Melody kind of rushing over, uh, Entering the scene, trying to almost to catch you before you all leave. 
Melody? Where's Mikushio? Um. And you kind of look into the front as he just leaves through the, uh, because he's one of the first people out. He's gone. You need something or want to tell him something? Tell him I said he'd better survive. Okay. Ooh. Oh no. Just dying. Dying is involved in this, okay? I don't know. Why are you even here? I don't know. Um for some reason the the Han Hannah Hannah's jacket when she gave it to me apparently made me her sub in the skirmish. Well, why aren't I in the skirmish? I'm wearing my Shio's jacket. Not really sure. So Is your jacket different? I... No, I don't think so. And then I show her. Maybe we can ask the Dean or something? Is there any difference between the jackets? Visually? Uh, no. Of course, you can tell. One says, um... Hastings on it. The other says, uh... Zayad. So, you, your jacket's not why. <laughs> I don't know what. You should probably not die either. Yeah, it's easier said than done. I'll try my best. The best you can do, I suppose. I, I suppose. Um, have have you seen Neil? Uh, not since earlier. Yeah, I was hoping he'd be around. It's okay. Do you need something? I don't think so. I guess I just need a friendly face in the crowd. It's not like I'm popular and I have people supporting me. Well, I'll be there. Thanks, Melody. And then I give her a hug. Give they a hug. Um, do you, do you have any kind of abilities at all? Or just, what's that about? I, I got none. I'm pretty useless. So all I can do is pray and hope for the best. Um, is prayer powerful? 
Yeah. I guess for mortals, it is when things look bleak and there's no one to turn to. Prayer always helps. It gives him hope. So... I have a way to make your prayer more powerful if you want it. Um, okay. Is Melody bleeding still? Just out of curiosity. Well, it's very easy. Yeah, you get the press on the wound. Yeah. Uh. My blood can make you powerful. And everyone in the room starts to look back a little bit. Um. Like in the line what? as they leave. And then Jaime's like. Kind of pushing everyone out the room, uh, leaving kind of giving you two space. I, um, so you mean like drinking it like a vampire? I don't mean like a, you don't have to, yes, that's, but you don't have to, like, not like you're not like that. If you, that's not required, that hygienic, or is that like, oh. Uh, I, do I need to drink like a mouthful or just a tiny drop or this? Honestly, it, I'm not like... entirely sure. I just, you know. You would, uh, you <sighs> would know, uh, Melody, after talking to Victoria, you kind of get the idea that the more you drink, the stronger it is, but mainly the longer it lasts. And how long is the skirmish expected to last? Uh, skirmish goes on for about, uh, like an hour and a half. Mm. Depending on how many bodies are left by the end of it. Mm. Mm. Um, more is better. Okay, so do you, like, bleed on a cup or something? Or do I just drink from it? Or how I does mean, this go? You um, can drink from my wrist, or you can, or I can put it in a cup but i feel like a cup's kind of stranger to me i don't know it's maybe it's not <laughs> so strange to you but it is a little strange to me i mean this whole thing is strange but i mean if it gives me a better chance and then i look back to where they're like going outside i i i, I guess i'm willing to try anything okay off his blood And I, I'm still not sure. Do we drink it from a cup or do I drink it from me? What's more, everything's just awkward. I guess. I, I guess. I'd be like, oh my god, this is. I feel like a stupid Twilight vampire doing this. Do I need consent first, or can I just go? You have consent. You, you have consent. <laughs> this is so awkward. Yeah, and I guess I, I like I it's have only to awkward because like, you're making think, it awkward. Just drink. Okay, okay, and then I just drink. And as just soon as your as soon as your lips touch the blood and your kind of tongue laps it up, um, it feels amazing. It feels, it tastes good. It tastes like sweet nectar. Um, and the way that it makes your body feel as you ingest it is like a, almost like a full body high. 
Uh, it's like every neuron in your in your brain is like firing off. It's like a hit of it's it's like cocaine, coke, sugar, everything combined as it just uh, makes your pupils uh, dilate for a second. But not only that, it just feels good. You're like like a thousand little tiny hugs across your body. Um, you're you're not sure what a, a like a an orgasm on a non-sexual way would feel, but this is probably the closest you're gonna get. So close and so much physical pleasure that you're gonna gain a condition addicted to melody. Uh, from all it. right. And as you kind of uh get like drink the drop of blood, I feel like Melody how she Ivy begins to drink more and more. Do you stop her or you just let her have her fill? Uh Depends on how much harm I'm taking here. Mm. How much of my blood's being taken? I'll say you get another harm. It's if you keep going you're gonna get real bad. Okay, then after that no no. Because I already have one harm. And as you kind of gently, like, fry her off, like, almost like a leech, uh, Ivy, you're kind of, like, in a daze. You look at Melody, and you're not sure. And Melody, you're not sure if Ivy is gonna, like, just attack you for more blood, or, like, give you a kiss, or hug you, or just run off scared. It's just, like, this almost, like, swaying motion. And then something happens, like a domino falling, like a light bulb being clicked, like the final nail being put into place, Ivy, as you just get in the zone. And you feel your muscles tighten. You feel your the time begin to slow down a bit. And you just feel stronger. You feel better. You feel more powerful. <sighs> oh, you're right. That's great. Feel strong. Good luck. Then I follow behind the other groups. And as you uh, march guy. out into the skirmish field, uh, this large area outside the academy, which has been sectioned off for just for events like this, uh, you see the other team waiting and staring you down. But where once was fear is just confidence and determination. And you look at your teammates, you look at Thai Money, uh, you look at uh, Reese, who has this vilified face and emotion on his face like he is ready to go for blood you have Jaime who even narrows his eyes and looks intently at it uh, and you can see his kind of sensor next to him his fist crawl up into a ball and just squeeze uh, you don't have Lucas it seems he's gone off somewhere and you're not sure uh, where but and then you see Mercutio who usually is a cheerful a cheerful kind of guy uh, but he just looks pissed now he looks utterly angry. And then you see Elliot, who's just smiling and, like, putting his fists together, ready to go. And he goes in, he's like, that's it. He's like, this is gonna be the one, this is gonna be the time. You know, killing's legal on this field. And Jaime looks over at you, Ivy, and it's just like, are you ready for this? Yeah, I feel... Great! I feel strong. I feel like I could lift a car or a horse, or maybe eat a horse. I think that's how the saying goes. Uh, yeah, something along those lines. Alright. Well, will you eat a horse? I'm not sure. 
but I think we're gonna take a quick five minute break before we come back and eat that horse on the special edition of Gehenna Academy chapter six pride back to you in five and hey we're back with more monster hearts to Gehenna Academy chapter six pride uh, just to remind everyone that we do have a tiltify going on uh, we've currently raised 825 dollars for the trevor project the world's largest suicide prevention and crisis intervention organization for lgbtq plus young people uh honestly really good work they just do a lot of good for this you know for our world and in, in a, in a world of hate and a world of just fucked up shit so if you have any extra if you can donate, please do so. Um, any donation amount over a, a dollar or over, uh, you can tag with the word order or chaos, and that will affect this game tonight. So please uh, help us raise uh, some money for a really good cause. I'm going to drop the Tiltify link in there right now. And we returned. But we were, don't return with Ivy. Instead, we return with Neil. Now, where are you heading off after uh, leaving the bathroom? I mean, I'm with the professor. Mm -hmm. Where's the professor heading? So they would, they're, they're heading back to the dean's office. But like when they get to the dean's office, they would tell you, you know, go back, you know, go back to your room or, or actually they would tell you to go back to the auditorium because that's where the majority of people are. And that's where it'd be the safest. Okay, 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 okay. I respect that that offer. I think instead, I'm going to do some uh, research in the library, specifically right. on fey rituals. Okay, awesome. Um, and as you're kind of like going to turn to the library, leaving the office of the dean, looking a little bit more emboldened, a little bit more proud, is Arden. Arden, who's oh. the body. Neil, uh, we need to talk. Okay. We can talk and walk. Where are we walking? I wanted to... Where every student wants to go on their free time. The library. <sighs> Fine. What do you want to talk about? The Dean, what do you think happened? You saw the body. Here's what I know. I know that this is purposeful and ritualistic. I know that there's an artistry to it. This person is enjoying what they do. I know it takes a large amount of strength to lift up Johnny lifts up Lucas and I know it's not ending anytime soon unless we stop the person responsible you put all that together and you put together the fact that I think this has been fake bullshit since day one and I just I'm not sure unless I'm sure I can't go around throwing accusations at I have to be careful. 
What about I you? Appreciate... Oh, sorry. I appreciate how much you care for this school and the people in it. I don't know that restraint is what we need right now, though what we need is to figure out who did this and stop it. But I don't have any more information. Here's the thing. If we figure out what this ritual is for, or what the plan is, then all we have to do is preempt the murderer, because we'll know what they do next, or at least have a better idea. Plus, for all we know, the next stage could be in process right now. It's not going to end with finding a murderer. It's going to end when this ritual is really defeated. At least I think that's how it works. God, life used to be a lot simpler in the 30s. I was just hungry all the time. <laughs> well, you're here now, so we just have to deal with it, but you don't have to deal with it alone. What brought about this change of heart? What do you mean? I was there with you. I saw... I just... I don't know. I think after, you know, talking with Ivy the other day, um, just need to be a little more supportive, I think. And you, I, that's something that you are, and I appreciate that about you. Okay. Can I attempt to platonically turn Neil on? Uh, you could definitely turn him on. Uh, Neil, are you... Are you okay? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's just like Go a platonic one, so... Let's see what happens. <laughs> well, that's a three minus... Or not a three. A five minus one is four. So... <laughs> it does not go well. Well, that... Bark experience. <laughs> awesome. And we just got a few donations, so... You know what that means. Um, as you lean in and kind of like are attempting to uh, do this and you touch Neil, Neil, you're not sure what it is or um, maybe it's because you're reacting to something that Arden said. Maybe it's because you're feeling a type of way right now. But when uh, Arden touches you, you feel, and Arden, you have your scaly ha uh, hands on full display. Uh, you're almost transported back as you share a gaze into the abyss together. Should we roll? No, because this is uh, a hard move. Okay. And as you... Uh, as kind of your your kind of feelings and emotions kind of meld together and your mindscapes kind of appear to one another, all of a sudden, you're back at the carnival. Shit, 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 shit. Okay, Arden, look at me. Whatever you're going to see right now, it isn't real. Okay? 
It's not going to get worse. This isn't like what happened to Yanni or what happened to... You're going to be okay. We're going to be okay. Okay? Okay, you're going to be okay too. I'm going to make sure that you're going to be okay too. <laughs> Whatever's doing this needs to stop before I do something I regret. And it's weird because the carnival isn't on fire. It's it's the carnival you remember. It's the uh, carnival that you loved. It's the carnival that meaned so much to you. But things are different. Even though the carnival's going, you can see hints of the flames spurting around. You can see some of the tents are completely burnt down. And you can even see the school in the background. Something that wasn't there before. Something that's never been there. It is like the past, present, and future have all kind of collided together in this mismatch of things. And you're seeing people you recognize as you look towards the tree. The tree that marked the spot. Where you were hung. The very tree that is an omen of your death. And you see Isaac. I'm... Fuck you. Uh, so, let me decide what I want to do. <laughs> I think for now I'm gonna bind Isaac. Um, so I'll cast a hex. Awesome. Uh, I need to meet the target's gaze to do that, though. So I think, like with an almost a natural speed, I run th towards Isaac, then through Isaac, and then flip around. And as you do that, and you kind of. Catch Isaac's face, and it is not human. It is the most unholy and just wide grin on his face that is almost inhuman in feature. And as you catch his eye for a second, the face looks at you and then morphs into Samir. And before you can cast your hex, you blink and suddenly. The noose is around your neck again. And you're standing before the tree. The crowd around you. You see Isaac. You see Melody. You see Ivy. You see Arden. Arden, you're not sure what's going on. Why are you seeing these things? They're horrific to you. Am I seeing the same thing that Neil is seeing? Yes. Okay. I mean, I'm going to run up and try and set him free, get the noose off, do whatever I can. I don't care about Isaac right now. I've never cared about Samir. <laughs> <laughs> it's about Neil. And Neil, you... Can I... Mm -hmm. Can I roll to keep my cool? Yes. You're going to do it at a negative two, though. Because shit is going bad for you right now. So that um, that just makes it. It's a seven. 
All right. You have a choice. You can control the dream. And Ivy's touching you. Or not Ivy. Uh, Arden's touching you and trying to get you out. You can escape. But you have to put Arden in your place. Will you sacrifice another to save yourself? When it happened the first time, I was choking. I couldn't breathe. I was scared. I was hurt. Every inch of me felt like it was on fire. But that's not what's happening today. So instead, I let Arden try and tug me. I don't try and stop him. But I do stare down the crowd. This fake visage of false friends and even falser enemies. And I dare them. I dare them to try and finish me off. In the crowd, everything, the faceless people uh, that are being kind of pounded on by Isaac, almost like he's the ringleader. But there's one face, a face that's not angry, a face that's not in rage, a face that almost looks sad at you. It's Yone's face. Okay, this is great. We're having fun. Um, I look at Yone. I stare them down and then I soften. someone in my exact same position and I think one little edit happens mm -hmm. uh, I'm no longer hanged with a rope it's a cold iron chain in a moment of sympathy and he looks back and he mouths something to you and to Arden and Arden as you look back you can swear you could see what they mouth. This is my dream as much as it is yours. I'd like to gaze into the abyss. All right. Uh, take a plus one for this because you are exceptioning this right now. You are. Fully giving into the chaos around you. I'm rolling well today. Yay. Uh, so that's a seven. It also succeeds. Uh, I'll give you an option. Do you want to bring Arden with you? Arden, are you still tugging on me in any way? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I, Arden will come with me then. 
and as you yeah as you gaze into the abyss within the abyss what's lower than that uh, all of a sudden you arrive in a plane that is unlike anything you've ever been on before its contrast is stark white sterile bright light all around you seemingly going on for infinity And as you do so, you see Yoni sitting there, naked as a newborn, looking at you. What happened? Yoni thinks for a moment as if trying to say the right words for it. I was a victim of my own circumstances. And now your world will go to mine. I won't let it happen. You've noticed it, right? The mushrooms, the plants. I've noticed a lot of things. The nightmares aren't going to take you individually. They're going to take the whole school. Until we find, unless we find out who did this to you. Do you know what this place is? Do I know what this place is? You do not. I don't know. The Christian concept of purgatory? No, we're not actually in the realm of the dead at all. This is sort of like a shared subconscious that all people have. You're resonant. You're resonating your connections with others. They kind of brought you both to this place. Honestly, no one's supposed to even come here. In reality, I'm not even Yoni. I'm just more of a copy that's here to help you in your way. I crouch down, look into their eyes, then help us. You have all the tools. missing how they fit together what tool do I need how do I repair what I have the only way to rock this road is sacrifice complete sacrifice you need to visit a place that you'll never be able to leave me anyone specific
There's so many methods at play here. There's so many people, so many actors on a stage, and a play that refuses to end. If I gave Who Killed You to the Nightmare Fae, that's what they would want, right? That's where that person would go. That's how they keep this place separate. How they live up to their deal. Out of the torture, right? Eternity onto eternity onto eternity onto eternity onto eternity. I look Yoni straight in the eye <laughs> and I say, No. It just sounds like existence. And I think I'm going to give myself a condition. Weary. Okay. Lord knows I am. I think it's time we leave. I don't think you can. Not here. Honestly, this is just the end. This is all we have left sometimes. The clues are there. You just don't know what it is, but... There's just one question you need to ask. If you ask the right question, you'll find the right answer. But you humans are incapable of that. The only thing you'll bring is blood and death and cold iron. Do you even know? your own history, Neil. I've been wiped from history. Not just me. Dozens upon dozens of people who looked like me or looked slightly different than me but still were different enough or people who thought different or acted different or felt different. I don't get to have a history anymore. But thank you for the reminder. You've come so far. But you've learned nothing. And he grabs you and forces you down as Yoni looks in your eyes. Uh, blood pouring from his face. His face turning purple with asphyxiation. And the marks of the chain appearing on his neck appearing as he died do you not understand you are the cornerstone why you were chosen for this this academy exists because of you because of what you did i didn't do anything i i don't end that growl though mm -hmm. it starts going into a chant and i'm going to I think I'm going to try and hex this apparition. 
Okay. Ooh. There is no saving that roll. Uh, hold on, let me mark experience. Give me one second. Just so, just so I remember, you know. Um, why does everyone want to blame me for something that isn't under my control? Why do... I just... I... And then Neil's gone. And I'm going to trigger my darkest self. So when my darkest self happens, I become invisible, unnoticeable. No one can see you, feel you, hear my voice. I can still affect inanimate objects, but that's my only avenue to communication. And I can only escape it when someone finally acknowledges my presence and demonstrates how much they want me around. And I think that if there was a last shot of Neil, just after he vanished, it would be him screaming into a void that only he can hear. Would that last scream be white, sterile universe begins to break under your feet, Arden, and you're left stranded in darkness. Neil is gone. And you wake up. Not in the place you fell asleep. But rather... You wake up in a different place. It's cold. It's hard. It feels... Of stone. You wake up in the astronomy tower. I I look around. Is Neil with me? Neil's gone. Neil, where where is he? And I'm going to try and reach out to the school again. And um, I want to gaze into the abyss and try and find Neil. So before I'm going to make this roll, as you try to run down these stairs, you find yourself on repeating stairs. Like it loops and it loops and it loops and it loops and it loops. And when you finally get to the bottom and you enter the and uh, get to the door, you realize you're not in the world you thought you were. As you come out to the sort of dead world a zone lost and you instantly get the feeling you're not in the world of the living anymore you're another soul among the haunted and much like all the other souls here you are alone Truly and desperately alone. Neil took you too far. And, and your guide was Neil. And now you cannot never return. And I think it's a good place to leave Arden for now. 
as we go back to Ivy. Ivy, we're starting in Meteos Rites as you're running around the skirmish field. The horn has just blown, and the rules to you have been explained is that you need to get the ball carrier uh, to the point to set and score a point. Uh, the demons are on the defense here as you're kind of running along, and uh, Time Money has the ball passing it back and forth between Reese and you're running along. What is your what is your mode of attack? What is your method of play here? As you feel, I'd probably be using um. So who has the ball at the moment? Uh, Reese. And Reese. Time Money are like passing back and forth. So what I'll do is that I'll probably. Grab uh, grab Hymas' attention, and then just push him forward like a shield to clear out the path. Okay. And then tackle anybody who tries to go after um, the ball. So as Jaime goes for the towards and tries to kind of shield you from the first demon, uh, the first demon kind of launches himself, and Jaime kind of grabs. Uh, the demon kind of head first and the demon's just hands just pierce Jaime uh, through his chest uh, ripping to the other side as you are sprayed with blood. Uh, very dark yeah, it... red but like dark kind of old blood at that point. And you hear Jaime grunt and go just keep going! And he's trying to tug his hands out of Jaime. He's like, he's like let, me, let me go just die already, just die already. And Jaime's just wailing on him in this face as you're kind of uh, oh, running along. Uh, you're running up alongside Ty, and Ty's like, oh, you're, you're gonna be the one that score for us, Ivy? Give me the ball! Come yeah. on, I'm tiny! I can gut through their ranks. Oh, you mean this ball? I don't think so. And at that moment, another uh, demon just kind of clotheslines Ty. And Tyler goes flying through the air as the ball lands in your arms. You kind of got a double clutch like this. Oh, crap. All right, I'm going to run straight. You're running? And try judge. You're running for the score? Uh, There's two demons in front of you, and they're ready to mess you up. Go and roll. uh, Be the lash out physically, please. Lash out physically. All right. That's you, nine plus volatile. I'll got ten. Yeah, you feel amazing. You you one kind of goes to like grab you and you kind of like slide tackle underneath them like you see on. You've never played spots soccer before, but you know you've seen enough on TV. I've seen them on movies. <laughs> As you kind of go and slide through, um, and then the other one's kind of is going for you and actually aims a fist at you, going to like slam down. Uh, and you see out of nowhere a fireball engulfs the demon, sending him back as you see uh, Reese brace and go, Come on! Yeah, alright, I'm gonna roll. I'm gonna roll back to my feet and then run towards the goal. You're getting closer and closer and closer. Uh, Reese is getting entangled with someone right now, and you see Mercutio kind of like uh, trying his best to kind of keep everyone offensive. And looks at, and he looks at you and he kind of gives you a nod. He's like, "Hey, you got some spunk today, don't you, Ivy?" Yeah, yeah. Melody helped me a lot. She. Oh, by the way, Melody said, "Don't die as I run." What, what did she say? As a, uh, as he kind of like turns away and just gets a sucker punched, and need as he goes to the ground and just kind of goes down a tussle. Give him one more uh, lash out physically. 
Oh god, please don't fail. That's- oh my god, that's a 12! <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ, as uh, oh. you kind of fly through the air. And you just, you go to, uh, you go to tag, you're right there, you're almost at the point, and then, boom, one big motherfucker, about seven feet tall, grabs you by the throat, lifting you up, and kind of looks at you and goes, fresh meat, not the side, killing is illegal here, and begins to try to grasp and, uh, choke you out almost. But before your consciousness kind of fades, uh, you see Elliot running at them, and the and the demon turns to move but can't, as their legs are being locked up by a uh, bisected Jaime that is now holding on with his two arms. Uh, his intestines hanging out of his upper side and looks down and you just manage as Elliot tackles him and he drops you and you kind of like you just can't be stopped like the 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 beating the hurtings uh the rocks digging in, into your like skin as you drop uh nothing will phase you how, how Ivy what 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 do you feel like right now how do you feel what's going through your head I feel amazing i feel like i got one single goal in mind which is the goal <laughs> i feel strong i feel like i actually belong for the first time yeah you do I... and as you kind of bring the ball to the goal uh, everyone cheers and like the demons look up and are just like cursing and they're they're angry and they're like what the fuck and they're the coach you see Reese's father is screaming at them uh and uh you see Elliot and uh time money are just kind of putting time back together rearranging both of his halves I'm oh, gonna my... ignore <laughs> I hate when that happens Jaime says oh, still fucking hurts uh you see Mercutio blood running down his face uh, looking like his nose has been broken. He walks over, he's like, Ivy, can you do me a favor? Yeah. Can you snap it back into place? Uh, how? Just, just go and twist. Um, and Ivy, like, really scared. Awkwardly tries to push it back into place without looking, like, as you do hear a satisfying crunch and a snap as uh, Mercutio howls in pain for a second. Oh my goes, god, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, no, that's that's good. Thank, thanks, love. Fuck. Oh, you should probably get that checked out, by the way. What? And uh, he points to your, uh, towards your leg and there's this huge gash on it. Uh, take a harm. Gosh. Yeah. You don't feel it, though. Adrenaline. <laughs> yeah, something else. What What did you say when you... When you said Melody helped you out? She told me to not die. 
and then we did that weird blood thing. That's... You did what? <sighs> That's so painful. What? What did you just say? You did a what blood thing? As he's like, he kind of like uh, pushes you to the floor for a second so he could check your leg. Yeah, uh, she said she can get me stronger or something like that. After telling me to not die too, I guess. She gave you her blood. Yeah? Why? Is it bad? It's... It's okay, Abby. It's alright. It's fine. Wait, no, no, no. Is it bad? We'll burn that bridge when we get there. And as he's doing that, he kind of bites his wrist and uh, lets the blood drip down on your wound. Whoa, 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 wait! It's healing, <laughs> healing properties. Trust me, it'll work just an instant. Will there be side effects? Like, why? We're, we're skirmish buddies, and trust me, you've already got side effects going on right now. I'm not sure this is- oh my god, all these blood things are not hygienic. Oh no. You really shouldn't drink her blood. It's bad for you. Bad how? But it's so sweet and so good. It's like it's like I'm seven again and I just had my first taste of cotton candy. Do you love Melody? No. You say no, but in your heart, you kind of feel like it could be yes on a, on a good day. You're not sure. It just, when you think of Melody, you just feel like goosebumps and butterflies and things inside. No. You don't look too sure. I don't know. I've never really thought about it. That's, but you know. That's what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. You're feeling. I don't feelings. follow. You're feeling feelings you don't have. You're feeling them anyway. Why? Side effect. The, the side effect of her blood is that it's addicting? Or I'm in love with her? How about C? All of the above? You ever drank her blood? No. I never will. I like to be controlling my own feelings. Thank you very much. Yeah, that would make sense. And but you are in love with her, right? He doesn't answer, and he kind of just looks away, and he just... Don't tell anyone that you drank her blood. Alright? Okay. There are some people who won't like that. 
Like who? Driver. Just put too much. Just forget all no, about this I Ivy. Mean, you can't just go say something cryptic and then just go away. You have you have you ever met a human? We're curious creatures. This is just gonna end badly for me, and then I'm gonna be like that curious cat who dies nine times trying to figure out what the fuck happened. You're not a human, though. You can have more control than that. Just saying. Then what am I if I'm not human? I don't exactly have your abilities or... I'm not sure, to be honest, but... You wouldn't be here if you weren't human. Look, I, I know things are weird now, but trust me. There are things about this school. There are things about this academy. There are darker sides of everything. Well, now you just made me curious. Well, thanks, Mercutio. I'm just gonna, you know, limp and find Neo. Where is Neo anyway? Wait, is Skirmish done or is there like a second round to this thing? Uh, there are definitely more rounds to it as you're kind of like led back to the thing. But like, you do kind of think, where is Neo? And as you look around the. As you look around the stands, you can't find Neil. He said he would come watch it and help you. He said he would look for you. He said he would cheer you on. Why would he leave you? Why That's... would he lie? Neil wouldn't do that. Something must have happened. Is it really something, Ivy? Or is it not? Neil. Just what it always is. Neil would not do that. He would not. But you know who is here? You know who is cheering you on? Looking very tired, your eyes meet across the field. As you see Isaac looking wary and wet and sweating like he just got hit by a train or broke a large fever. Um how how long till the next round? Got about ten minutes. I'm gonna go to Isaac. Can I reach him in time? Yeah, you can. Unless Isaac decides to leave. No. No. I'm cheering on. Awkwardly, though. 
You're doing you're doing great out there, I think. Yeah, um Nosy helped me out a lot. I got scratched though. You're here? That's nice. Gotta support you somehow and make sure that you don't, you know, end up dead. Cause that would suck. Yeah. That would suck. Have you seen Neil by any chance? No, I was kind of indisposed for a little bit, but uh, why? You, I haven't seen Neil, and he said that he's gonna cheer me on. And Neil doesn't really break his promises. Well, are you okay? You're sweating a lot. It's a it's a long story involving a very interesting character but uh i'm i'm fine for the most part a little little throw up ish this is well i think they'll tell you after but i don't want to concern you with anything yet okay well everyone's already concerning me mercutio said something about the school hiding dark secrets or something like that yeah, they are, but, uh, again, I probably best after this. So you after skirmish? Yeah. yeah. Let's just say that we're going to have to get people together. Isaac. You have a thought in your head. As you look at Ivy, and you can, and you think... And you feel a little guilty as you imagined if Amy was standing right next to her. You obviously care for Ivy a certain way. But does that not betray the true love you say you have? There's kind of a change in demeanor in Isaac's face and kind of goes... I'll, I'll, um, if anything, I can maybe get Melody. Maybe we can go and try to see where Neil is. He's probably just reading books or something. Yeah, um, I'll see you after skirmish. Yeah. And she's gonna turn around, but before moving forward, she's gonna turn back to Isaac and go, like, and eh, thanks. I needed a friendly face in the crowd to support me. I'm your man. They're asked. Isaac, she seems so much like Amy. She gives you the same vibes, the same smile. And I have, a, I have a question for you, Isaac. How far will you go to bring back the one you love? Pretty far. And you think to your eyes, and you think to what you've seen, and you think of the last component of your spell, the component that you've been thinking over all the time, the component that will be the toughest to get no matter how much you talk yourself up for it. Really, the other components are just set dressings compared to this one. Isaac, when you look at Ivy, the question kind of pops into your head for a moment. 
Is she the right one? Perfect for the living soul. The one you must sacrifice. I kind of muddle to myself. I just kind of walk off. And yeah, as Ivy goes back to finish the skirmish, and Isaac uh, heads off to understandably where, um, and just doing final check-ins. Melody, where are you at right now? Um, since there's a break in the skirmish, Melody is gonna search for Mikushio again. You find him on the side, uh, nursing a beat-up-looking face. Hi. Hey. Are you alright? Mm, pulls away the ice, and you can see, like, the swollen bruise. I think I'll be fine, just gotta get a few more rounds of this. Fucking nasty little shit server. Mm -hmm. I spoke to Victoria. Did you get the answer you were looking for? Yes. Well, that's good. I'm sorry. They, your kind isn't naturally sorry. Do you really mean it? Yes. spiraled so much yes what do you mean I've been at the school for a while I've seen things that I'd rather have not. I... I'm not sure who killed Yoni. But I have a pretty good idea of who does now. Oh. There's a club that exists at the school. 
little group of us that wanted to go far beyond what we could learn here. And we had backing from a teacher. And I think as he's telling you the story, we cut to a scene. Uh, we cut to a scene of uh, three people meeting in a hallway. Actually, two people. As we, oh yeah, three. As we see Victoria and Nikki uh, talking to an unknown person in a hoodie. Did you hear? Victoria says. It's two of us now. Which one of us is going to be next? Do you think this... Nikki goes, do you think it's... Do you think it's Doria? I don't... I don't know. I haven't seen her since any of these incidents happened. I don't know what game she's playing if it is. But I'm telling you, everyone is catching on to the things that we've been doing. And I'm tired of it. And we're all going to be screwed. Someone is hunting us. We should never have done what we did. And the third person brings their hoodie down, but we don't see their face for a moment. As Victoria goes, well, don't you have anything to say for yourself? You've been gallivanting around, getting into relationships, uh, quite enjoying yourself. But you, you act like you're unclean here. I'm not, I just... We didn't do anything wrong. What you think? Yoni dead. Lucas is dead. When are you going to start believing that? That something is out of place here. And the uh, kind of camera pans up. And we see the face of Samir. And Samir looks and goes... We were supposed to change history for the better. History? And you don't even tell your boyfriend about how much he means to the school. I... It would shatter so much. It would? Would it shatter to know? You have some secrets you have to tell, Samir. I swear to fucking God, if your secrets, if our secrets are killing us, I'm not letting my side die for the sins of all of you. Find Astoria. Get your little prophecies, whatever you can find, and we need to mobilize now. Where the fuck is Mercutio? He's in the skirmish. Fuck the skirmish. We don't have time for this. 
and uh, she kind of storms off the leaves and uh, as we kind of come back to Mercutio um, we see Mercutio you know uh, explaining the story like the We made a club of Astoria Gray. She said we were the brightest. That we could really help for the future. Me. Victoria. Nikki. Samir. Lucas. But things began to, to fall apart when Yoni started looking to, and then you hear the whistle blow, and everyone's like, Mercutio, we need you back here. Melody. Don't die. Find some air. So I think I can tell you. Promise me you won't die. I'm she things I don't think I can keep. And he like with tears in his eye, he kinda of turns and goes, you know. I think I was really falling for you. Thank you for that. I haven't felt that in a long time. She kisses him. And he holds for as long as he can before he turns away and runs. And uh, the last scene I want to end with is actually on Neil. And the question I want to ask you, Neil, is where have you been this entire time? Since when? For the last couple scenes, or even the last scene that just occurred. Since you turned dark yourself, where did you go? He went to the place who holds the person he feels the safest around. He wants comfort. He wants someone to tell him things are going to be all right, or at least to tell him that the future is set either way. He's just silently sitting in Samir's bedroom. Whether it's the real one or not, who knows? And you see Samir walk in in the hoodie and he sits and he begins to draw. And 
and as much as he draws, he restarts over and he just... Eventually he breaks the pencil and goes, Why can't I find you, me? Why can't I fucking find you? And I think that's where we're at in chapter six of Gehenna Academy. Pride. And before we get into kind of end credit stuff, on the count of three, let's just give a deep breath. One, two, Thank you everyone for watching. Uh, this has been an exceptional experience in session as always, and a great showing. And I'm gonna let sit back and let my cast members plug, plug whatever you got going on. Uh, we'll start for us. So hi everybody uh, again. Uh, Chris, Chris Cologne. Uh, I was playing Isaac, and uh, primarily I'm gonna tag two things. Well, first off, you can find me at uh, Twitter of vo underscore cologne. That's c o l o n. Uh, primarily, the things I plug is uh, I'm on two podcasts that just came out. Uh, one of them is called Epsilon at Epsilon Podcast, which is about sort of sci-fi uh, renegade rogues trying to make their way through the future and survive. And another one that I play in, I'm working with Starlight Audio Productions called, uh, at Starlight Audio, which is more of a modern fantasy about Norse mythology and gods working together in Seattle uh, and trying to stop the Ragnarok. So that's pretty cool. That isn't out yet, but uh, make sure to give those two guys a follow Great. Hi, y'all. I've been Alyssa uh, at A Disaster Queer on Twitter. I played Arden. Um, you can find me on the City of Mist podcast uh, on Mamagiri. And I'm also doing a guest run on a Pathfinder 2E uh, podcast, uh, Goblets and Gaze. So, either of those, check them out. Hey, I am Chantal B. You can find me on Twitter at Chantal B. You'll also find there my link tree, which is going to have all of the links because that's what it is. That's really helpful um, because I, I do a lot. I'm a writer, actor, singer, psychologist, person that does stuff. So there's always something. Um, most of what I write, you can find on wordswithcolor.com, which is my website. Um, I'm also one of the narrative designers for Omens Rising, which is a narrative forward tabletop roleplay game. Um, I am emceeing for the first time a Monster Hearts game, and it's really fun. And the VODs can also be found in my link tree. They can also, uh, and we stream live over at NE underscore actor. Um, but we do it when, whenever we're free and conscious. So I don't know. The schedule changes a lot for that one. Um, the schedule has changed also for another one of my games, which is uh, an open legend game um, called Unlawful Disorder. And that is over at Lost World Archive. Um, and that will be at 8 p.m. Eastern time on Wednesday from now on, which is really fun and really exciting. And I will have to have champagne breakfast instead of wine with dinner. I don't know. Um, the only other thing that I am doing at the moment is playing a pre-alpha playtest of Omens Rising, and that is over at We Are Nerdsmith, um, and that is on, that is at 8 p.m. Eastern Time 
on a Saturday. Hey, uh, so <laughs> my name is Norden Ali. My pronouns are he, him. You can find me on the Twitter at Werewolf Feels. You'll also find there my little card, which contains all of my links and some descriptions of what I do, including sensitivity consulting, cultural consulting, writing uh, for TTRPGs, but also other things, voice acting. <laughs> I'm in podcasts. Uh, and uh, some community organizing. The biggest things happening this week. One, it's now officially announced that I'm joining the organizational team for Friends Who Roll Dice, which I'm super proud of. What a great group of people, and I'm so excited to see what we do. Uh, second, this Sunday, like apparently every episode, even though this was a guest character, um, I'll be rejoining uh, Kahania on Utopia. Again, uh, where Umman the Fire Elemental is uh, preparing to enter a gigantic battle. So you don't want to miss that. It's at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and it's a very short episode. So get hype. And also, um, every Friday up until very recently, there has been an episode of Missing Annie Lee released over wherever good podcasts are found. Those of you who might be watching, of listening, probably know it's coming to an end and the beginning of the end is very much this friday so if you have been waiting to catch up now's the time i think that's it for me for now but there is more on the way so keep your ears tuned i guess Oh, yeah, that's me. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so bad with the orders. All right. Hi, guys. Again, I am Rina playing as Ivy the Neighbor. Uh, you can catch me on stream. I've got an actual play of a Vampire the Masquerade game called Call of the Abyss. I'm playing a Scarlet Leon over there. And at the moment, things are getting spicy. There's so many secrets around that I have no idea. It's like the storyteller is implying that my character is... Uh, sleeper agent of some sort which is gonna be fun <laughs> always fun there's so many secrets even in this story um aside from that the warden's files uh don't rest your head story uh, i am starting recording with it i have talked with some players because i've already trying to get them to finish up their backstories uh nick is probably gonna be in there if he can finish his backstory <laughs> what i didn't know i had to finish but okay <laughs> um aside from that we've got another vampire the masquerade game that starts um next month we're having session zero this friday at 7 a.m my time acst but yeah uh i hope you guys i'm so awkward with this stuff I, I do have variety games coming tonight at 9 p.m. ACST. I'm playing Vampire the Masquerade Night, Ro Night Road. <laughs> so if you guys want to see some more content from me, come check me out. I don't have an actual schedule, even though I keep saying I'm fixing my schedule. <laughs> I just stream when I feel like it now. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I'm so awkward. Oh, my God. No, you're fine. Okay. <laughs> that's, uh, I guess that leaves me. Good old me. Um, yeah, I was your storyteller today, Nick Francia. You can find me at No Man Nick. Uh, you can usually find me over here on Gehenna Gaming. I'm the stream producer here. Uh, I just had a pretty cool weekend. We just did Onyx Pathcon. I was running con games. 
Um, and I was also I ran an awesome VOD of Ghost Hunters over on Dork Tales. Uh, shout out to them for giving me the platform to play that. Uh, and I, you could still watch the VOD over there. And honestly, it's a great fun time. Uh, more of what's I'm doing. Wow. Uh, just keep working on that monster uh, book I've been working on. Working on this because this is a passion project. As well as promoting all the other stuff that Kenny Game is doing. Uh, we have Dark Ages uh, that are read. Season 2 is already premiering Friday with a whole new brain cast. So you can definitely kind of take a look at them and give them your support. I love VTM. Uh, other than that, I'm trying to get on more vampire streams, you know, because what am I not? Especially when they announced that second Inquisition book. Perfection. Um, also, we're starting to plan out the recordings for Kingdom Hearts The Interstitial War, reconnect the little audio dramas. That will be uh, connecting Season 1 and the future Season 2. So look out for more information there. Uh, as well as some other stuff in the pipeline that I can't talk about it yet. Um, when eventually Gahanna Academy ends, I have another idea in the works that I love to tell you about. But I want to make sure the focus stays on here for the most part. So thank you all for tuning in. Uh, this is always a highlight of my Mondays to go and play this. We have four episodes left. We're officially over the half, you know, we're past the point of no return. What's going to happen to our monsters? Is Ivy ever going to figure out what she truly is? Is Neil going to have his happy ending finally? Is Melody ever going to leave Darkest Self? Uh, is Arden ever going to get Ivy's love? And is Isaac ever going to turn over a new leaf? Who knows? But you can watch next time on Gehenna Academy. Bye, everyone.